the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, as he typically does this time every week, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Briefing.com provides live, independent market analysis worldwide as well as domestically. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Morning, Rob. Doing fine. Thank you. Another day, another dollar. Market seems to continue to find ways to uh, move slightly higher. Uh, what's, what's moving us today? Well, um, I think that uh, you're seeing some of the biotech stocks bounce back. Uh, they obviously got hammered over uh, the last several sessions. And uh, and I think, too, you're seeing the U.S. market draft a bit off of um, off the European uh, averages, which were up sharply uh, earlier today, on, um, on something, in, in my estimation anyway, on something that uh, always seems to put a lift on uh, in the markets, and that's this idea that, um, you know, you're going to get potentially more monetary policy support. Uh, that was fed by a comment out of the uh, head of the Bundesbank, uh, who essentially left the door open for the potential for a, a quantitative easing program in the ECB, which was um, uh, striking because Germany has been pretty uh, steadfast in its uh, desire to, uh, uh, to stay away from such things uh, in order to, you know, prevent inflation from getting out of control. So, saw Europe uh, rally strongly off that, and that uh, helped set a good tone for the uh, early part of the uh, uh, morning session here for the U.S. market. So, have we given up on the whole Russia-Ukraine story, or is, are we going to be revisiting that as a stock market again? Well, you know, it, it's all really going to depend in terms of what the market actually senses in terms of, uh, you know, how hard-hitting any potential economic sanctions can be. I mean, you know, objectively, Russia's gotten a slap on the wrist, frankly. I mean, you've knocked down a few of Putin's cronies, uh, freezing their assets, but uh, there hasn't been any spillover effects from those sanctions. In other words, you're not seeing um, <clears throat> the EU economy adversely impacted from saying, you know, from imposing some really hard-hitting economic sanctions on Russia. Um, and so the market isn't fearful of, of a, a broader event right now. And uh, it's kind of been down this road before where there's a lot of worst-case scenarios that get painted, uh, but it's going to operate now uh, from the standpoint that it will believe it when it sees it because it's been, uh, you know, it's heard the wolf being cried, you know, more than a few times now in the past five years, uh, and it's uh, sort of banking on this idea that those worst-case scenarios will not unfold. Now, that complacent mindset can really hurt if, you know, obviously if the, the – something that's entirely unexpected occurs, you know, if there's a full-fledged military action, right, or if, uh, you know, sanctions get handed down 
jointly between the EU and the, and the United States that, you know, maybe kill energy's, uh, Russia's energy sector. You know, I'm just saying, you know, those are the types of things that would really uh, resonate. But until stuff like that happens, uh, yeah, it's pretty much an attitude of um, we'll get through this like we have all other things. Taking a look back at your earlier comments, speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, you talked a little bit about biotechs, and in your morning page one, you mentioned how much they've been up basically in the last 14 months. It's, it's a stunning number, 65% last year, 20% through February 27th. Um, is it a biotech bubble? Is that just unique to biotechs right now and maybe some of the, you know, the Web 2.0 companies like the Amazons, the Netflix, the Teslas, some of the momentum names? Are the rest of the market safe? Yeah, well, you know, when it comes to the biotech space, I mean, we do think that there's certainly uh, evidence of, of speculative excess there uh, when you take into account that a number of biotech companies uh, don't even make any money, right? It's uh, conceptual um, uh, positioning right now that, uh, you know, their pipelines are going to ultimately pay off and uh, and that they would generate some nice profits like, you know, like a Biogen or an Amgen does. But all in all, when you see gains of that magnitude um, and, and a clear evidence of, you know, chasing the performance, uh, it, it gets concerning, you know, and you can make that case for, for other stocks like you mentioned. I mean, we talked about them before, um, you know, the, the Teslas, the Netflixes, the, you know, those types of names, um, the, the marijuana stocks, the fuel cell stocks, right? Um, it, it's just a, a – it's human nature, if you will, um, you know, where it's just, you know, running with that momentum. But um, would encourage your listeners to uh, to take a look at any of the stock charts of the, of the fuel cell stocks, and they'll see that, uh, you know, a momentum cuts both ways, all right? So a lot of those have been cut in half in just the last, you know, week or so uh, because they were driven up purely on uh, on speculation and uh, and nothing else so but from a broader standpoint uh, you know we've said before you know you have a market that is is you know priced uh, pretty fairly right now uh, a little bit higher than some long-term averages but you have to take into account too that interest rates and inflation rates are lower now than they are uh, relative to where they were you know uh, during prior bubble periods. So we don't think from a broader standpoint that the market is grossly overvalued, but there's certainly many pockets of popular, uh, excuse me, of speculative excess that are apparent. So you bring up the next question, higher interest rates in the future. Um, Fed President Plosser basically upped the numbers of what to expect at the end of 2015 and the end of 2016. Both of them um, are higher than where we are today. Day, uh, hit 3% by the end of 2015 and 4% by the end of 2016. What will that do to the markets in your guesstimation? Well, it all depends on the context in which you get there. You know, if you're getting uh, a, a escape velocity for the economy that's driven by a pickup in hiring activity and wage growth, um, that might not be as disruptive as it would be if, uh, like Plosser also said, if the market just kind of gets ahead of the Fed in, you know, in pricing in, you know, some type of inflation scenario or if it, you know, starts to lose, you know, faith in the Fed's stewardship of things, you know, then it becomes a different issue in terms of having to uh, hike up interest rates to sort of, you know, uh, react in that way. So, um, you know, it, it is, it, it's a lousy answer, I hate to say it, but it, it depends. You know, you just no, don't good. know what, what the future holds. I mean, uh, and, and even Plotzer is saying, look, you know, 
those dots on those uh, on the, that are indicated for what you know the, the Fed funds rate you know might be. He, he said you know those aren't specific forecasts. That's what the you know Fed officials think they should be, but ultimately it's going to be the data that they see in the interim period that that will dictate where the Fed funds rate goes and how fast you know they will curtail the tapering plan. And um, but you know the future is uncertain, so it's really you know tough to say how the market is going to react uh, with the Fed funds rate at 3% because we don't know why it's going to be at 3% when it gets there. Okay. Now, the higher interest rates clearly lead to borrowing conversations, corporate borrowing to do buybacks, uh, corporate borrowing to build buildings, our borrowing to do mortgages, our borrowing to lower our debt levels or to make them a little bit easier. Um, housing, we saw some new home sales as well as the Case-Shiller Index both not great, but also not horrible. It's kind of Goldilocksian in my eyes. Any thoughts yeah. on housing? Yeah, you know, well, I mean, with to the new home sales report today, you know, what that uh, indicated to me is, again, that this whole idea that, you know, weather is really the, the factor that has led to some disruptive economic data, that, that was blown out of the water today by the new home sales report. I mean, you had uh, new home sales down 16% in the West, but up 37% in the Midwest, right? <laughs> I mean, that that doesn't gel necessarily that all that nasty winter weather was uh, was really the, the factor there. Um, so that's, that's a little bit concerning. Um, you know, you're bound to see some, some price growth moderation here um, on, on the home sales front, you know, particularly since you're hearing some institutional investors already talk about, you know, not being able to find the same uh, uh, good you know, pricing concessions that they found, you know, a few years ago that uh, that enabled them to, you know, pick up some pretty good housing bargains. And so um, so that's to be expected. And, and housing overall, um, like you allude to, I mean, as mortgage rates go up, you know, affordability conditions will get pinched if you don't see, you know, stronger, you know, income growth. So uh, it could be a potential headwind if, uh, you know, if, if that becomes the case here. So, you know, housing is is okay, um, but it's certainly not going gangbusters. Keep in mind, new home sales were at you know an annual rate of about 440,000 uh, in February. That's not even half the rate they were back in 2002. So, I mean, we have come so far down that it's all relative in terms of the scale of improvement here. But um, you know, you're seeing some volatility right now in the housing market, and there's some potential headwinds on the horizon that suggest it might not live up to the uh, bullish expectations a lot of people are suggesting uh, over the next year or so. We're speaking with Patrick O'Hara, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. We've got about a minute. Any final thoughts on what you're seeing out there that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that's uh, been of interest to me is, you know, as we uh, see, um, you know, a lot of uh, central banks, if you will, are, are trying to, quote, unquote, talk down their currencies. You know, they're trying to weaken them. You know, the ECB's doing it. Australia's done it. Uh, China is clearly allowing the, the yuan to, to weaken. Japan is aiming to do it. And it, it's going to be an interesting development there because, um, you know, it, it could potentially create some, some, some trade issues as everyone tries to sort of uh, shore up their export sector, and there's you know, only so much demand out there. But uh, you know, one of the interesting undercurrents here that's not getting a lot of attention, but uh, certainly okay. is worth keeping an eye on. Thanks very much. That is Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, as always, very insightful. 
briefing provides independent live market analysis of the U.S. and international markets. There's so many features there. I can't even get into half of them right now. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 